0: they tell us that repetition about learned learn this in Bible school that is repetition is theological mucilage and it's 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 true in life you know you repeat stuff you know stuff so let's go to Matthew chapter 1 and we're just going to do some real quick walking through uh, scripture here uh, and then we'll come back to chapter 7 and we'll go from there in chapter 7 in chapter 1 <clears throat> Matthew starts out with the genealogy of Jesus and he starts out as a Jewish from a Jewish per- perspective and Jesus the Messiah the son of David the son of Abraham skip down to verse 16 of chapter 1 Jacob was the father of Joseph the husband of Mary by whom Jesus was born Who is called the Messiah all the other people had the father of the father of but Jacob was the husband of Mary by whom Jesus was born then we had his birth and the rest of chapter 1 and then chapter 2 we had more of his first year there Uh, the child uh, grew Then, chapter 3, we introduce John the Baptist, which was the forerunner of Christ, the last of the, last of the Old Testament prophets. And uh, he says, uh, make way, the uh, path, make the path straight, uh, make ready the way of the Lord. Verse 7, he says, when he saw Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said, "You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Therefore bear fruit in keeping with repentance." We're going to talk a little bit about fruit-bearing this morning when we see. Then we had Jesus baptism later on in that in that chapter and then the temptation of Jesus in chapter 4 and the first disciples which were called out and Matthew was not mentioned. Matthew did not mention himself until he until some other um, uh, writers did then his ministry to Galilee and we pick up in chapter 5 which which we've been in for the last several several weeks chapter 5 6 and 7 is called the Sermon on the Mount but Jesus himself didn't call it a, or the writer of, of Hebrews Matthew didn't call it a sermon he said he opened his mouth and began to teach them in verse 2 of chapter seven, uh, 5. So he, he was teaching them and in the first 13 verses we have come to know as the Beatitudes. Uh, blessed, blessed, blessed. Very convicting part of scripture when you look at what, where we are and our response to what Jesus has done. Now Before Jesus came on the scene, the religious leaders were the scribes, the Pharisees, the the Sadducees, and the leaders of the Jewish temple. And everything that these folks knew came from them. Um, Generations of teaching. Um, We had the, the commandments, the Ten Commandments, when we were in Exodus and we had uh, it's been expanded in Leviticus and some other uh, uh, verses and then uh, in David's day we had even uh, expanded it to uh, include the oral tradition some of the things that that uh, the Jews had said you know you can't work on the Sabbath so you can just work walk a Sabbath day's journey which was about a half a mile that's all you could do on that and they built uh, things. And the Pharisees were heavy about keeping this law and the oral tradition. So Jesus came on the scene here in chapter 5, and it's 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 totally radically changed. Uh, he said verse 17 of chapter 5, do not think that I came to abolish the law and the prophets. I did not come to abolish but fulfill them. Truly I say unto you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until all is accomplished. And then the verse, chapter 20, excuse me, verse 5 of chapter, (laughs) chapter 5, verse 20 uh, says unless... Your righteousness exceeds or surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees you will never enter the kingdom of heaven we're going to talk about that a little bit this morning in retrospect to what Jesus has said about about the um, scribes and the Pharisees and to be a Pharisee you needed to know the first five books of the Bible by heart you could quote them sit down there and and quote them and other things so Jesus came on the scene and he says the Old Testament law is one thing and he says in verse 21 here you shall not commit murder but I tell you you don't have to have anger in your heart it's just as bad it's the same thing as committing murder verse 27 he says it's been said uh, do not commit adultery he says I'm telling you don't even look at a woman with lust so it's 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 the Old Testament magnified. And we're going to see that as we keep walking through the book of, of Matthew. Then in chapter 6, he talked about prayer and giving. He, he says, if you give, do it in secret. Do what you want to do, but do it in secret. Don't do like the scribes and Pharisees, proud of what they do. He says, give, but do it in secret. And then he taught us to pray what we have Come to know is the Lord's Prayer, which is the model prayer in, in verse 9. Pray then, then this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for yours is the kingdom The power and the glory forever. Amen. We talked about temptation. You know, we all are tempted. Uh, It's the bringing it back up, you know, the part, you know, the little saying that I was taught years and years ago, you know, you can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. So you need to just forsake that. Then two key verses in chapter 16, chapter 6, two key verses in chapter 6, ver- verses 14 and 15. And for if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. And it's... it's um. It's a tremendous. It's a tremendous part of Scripture. You need to. You need to forgive. Uh, it's the fellowship with God. It's not your. It's not your salvation that's hindered, but your fellowship with God and certainly your fellowship with your, with your fellow man, which takes us um, to cha- to chapter seven. And Art talked about that li- uh, 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 last week. And we talked about judging and <clears throat> others and uh, what, what he says, you know, take the, the log eye out of your own eye before you start doing anything to somebody else. So <clears throat> we'll pick up in verse 12 of chapter, <clears throat> chapter 7. My, my subtext says, Prayer in the Golden Rule. I don't know if you're as old as I am, but anyway, some of you are. <laughs> Coca Cola Bottling Company for years gave out these book these little rulers in, in elementary school. Did you ever get one? Doing uh, others as you would have them do give unto you? Uh, this, this, <laughs> this little ruler's been around. But uh, it, uh, it's, it's, it's good. to others as you would have them doing to you some people live by that and says that's that's what I'm depending on to get to heaven no no the golden rule as we see it well let's read it in verse 12 in everything therefore treat people the same way you want to them to treat you for this is the law and the prophets To be saved you need to know Jesus in the forgiveness of sin for what he did it's his righteousness that takes that makes us righteous nothing we've done nothing we could do nothing we could ever do but it's our faith in his finished work that saves us because of that because of that we want to do good we want to treat people like we want to be treated that's what this little ruler says there's no scripture in this it's a good it's a good little saying but what we want to do and what we want to espouse to is what Paul told us in Romans so if you will turn to Romans chapter 12 and we'll look at a few verses there I've gone here many many times and we will probably many times before Chuck Swindoll calls this Christianity 101 but it's uh, Romans 12 beginning with verse 9 if you don't have it marked in your Bible you might not mark in your Bible but I do all the time but uh, it's, it's the it's the genesis it's the foundational part of what being a Christian means, doing to others as you would have them doing to you is good, and you can get you can extrapolate that out of these verses, but let's see what they say. Romans 12, beginning in verse nine, "Let love be without hypocrisy. Uh, abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love give preference to one another in honor not lagging behind in diligence fervent in spirit serving the Lord rejoicing in hope persevering in tribulation devoted to prayer contributing to the needs of the saints and practicing in hospitality curse those who persecute you bless and do not curse Rejoice with those who rejoice And weep with those who weep Be of the same mind toward one another Do not be haughty in mind But associate with the lowly Do not be wise in your own estimation So Paul, Paul has kind of expanded this theme That Jesus talked about here Treat people the way you want to be treated It would solve a lot, a lot of problems but it's not salvation If people are trusting in the, the golden rule to give them the glory They've missed the mark big time Jesus goes on as we're winding down the sermon on, on, on the mount He's, He started <clears throat> talking about some very specific things Look at verse 13 of chapter 7 enter through the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction and there are many who enter through it for the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life and there are few who find it now the pharisees are teaching keep all these rules do all this stuff it's a broad way to go into uh, into salvation JC Ryle who I've been reading from who is a contemporary of 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 Spurgeon um, and he says the Lord gives us a general caution against the path we travel He said, we may tremble and be afraid if our religion is what the multitudes have. We can no more say this than we go where others go and worship where others worship and hope we shall do as well as others at last. We are literally, literally pronouncing our own condemnation but this is what it means to be the broad way. He goes on to say that repentance, faith in Christ, and holiness have never been fashionable. The true flock of Christ has always been small. Arts talked about this, and we we know to be a Christian in the world today, you're in the minority. You are. Uh, and <laughs> if if you don't believe that, you hadn't been reading the paper or looking at TV, because it's it's the Broadway. Everybody goes the Broadway, but there there are a narrow way that we need to go. And Jesus put it plain and simple. Uh, look for the look for the narrow way. Enter through the narrow gate For the gate is wide The way is broad that leads to destruction And there are many who enter through it For the gate is small And the way is narrow that leads to life And there are few who find it Well right on the heels of that Jesus takes up this idea Of 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 false prophets and we we see a lot of that now the world when we use the world in scripture that's not us the world the devil uh, the flesh are in dangers uh, that are not the only dangers for a Christian but false prophets they have begun in the days of, of uh, the apostles, and they still will, are with us today. Um, clergymen are not infallible. They're not. <laughs> but let's look at verses 15, and um, we'll go down through 20, and then we'll tie 21 and 23 to it too. Verse 15 Beware the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit. Nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is hewn down and thrown into the fire. So then, you will know them by their fruits. Well, we'll pause a minute for station identification. But we need to understand that this is talking to us this is talking to us what have I said many 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 times and we'll say it again this morning that everything we know about living the Christian life is wrapped up in this book this book alone Jesus alone and what happens with false prophets is they have stumbled on a group of people who who are lazy basically haven't studied haven't haven't searched out hadn't looked at what scripture says and they're falling in line with the broad way with the broad way Uh, I always get in trouble when I do this but I always do it Yesterday, one of the lead uh, news items on Fox, leaders of the United Methodist Church reported announced a tentative plan to split over the differences of same-sex marriage and the inclusion of gay clergy. There are roughly 13 million members around the world and about half of them are in the United States. The division has been brewing for years, came to an impasse last May when the delegates in St. Louis voted not not 438 to 384 to ban gay gay marriage and the inclusion of the gay clergy. The majority of the U.S.-based churches oppose this traditional plan. But we're outvoted by the conservatives in in the US, Africa, and the Philippines. Now, this is just the beginning. There are a lot of things to to work out, if it ever works out. Financials is one of them. But Arts talked about this, how our our episcopal brothers, uh, our friends in Africa, have pulled them back. Uh, more center than so left that they were and and we have this situation i i don't know but the bottom line is they've left the book they have left the book and that's what that's what jesus is talking here he says you don't know what you're talking about because you don't look at the fruit that they're pr- providing or what they're what they're doing there's two things that you can always count on when you want to count fruit and it's very simple sound doctrine according to Scripture and holy living those two things will set anybody apart and uh, Christians need to understand This is serious business When you follow what you follow There are many, many Bible preaching and Bible teaching churches around the United States God love them We we want to be one of those If we ever, as covenant, leave this book We're in trouble Big time trouble Now we pride ourselves part of the problem with the Methodist church is that they've got they've got money problems in that that the churches the, the denomination owns the buildings and own the land it's not true in our case here we own this land we call our preachers we uh, police our own thing and heaven help us if we ever leave the book at the same time we need to be kind and loving in everything we do we need to be redemptive we need to love people as they are and accept them as they are but when it comes down to the nitty-gritty if it's right in the book that's where we need to be it's the narrow way and the fruit that we see is the fruit that is produced—love, uh, joy, peace. What we have in 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 uh, um, Galatians, you know, the fruits of the spirit. We need to see those evident in the people around us and in in where we are. I've known some preachers that were good preachers, but were so so arrogant sometimes. <laughs> You know, it was hard to meet, to hang on to them, you know. And, and there are all kinds of people. and You, you see this on TV. Uh, there, there are people who who, uh, who, who want your money. Uh, they're fruit. You need to check up. They're fruit, what, what they are and what they do. Look at verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare, as Jesus talking, I will declare, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who work iniquity. We may be baptized in the name of Christ, boast confidently in our ecclesiastical privilege. We may possess head knowledge and be quite satisfied with our own state we may even be preachers and teachers of others perform many miracles in connection with our church all the time we are practicing doing are we practicing doing the will of God and the judgment day will reveal strange things the hope of many who were great Christians while they live will be utterly confounded rottenness of their religion will be exposed and put to shame before the whole world bottom line is you can know what to do and how to say it and everything else and be lost as a goose you with me it's a heart condition now it's not complicated Jesus came as a baby He lived a pure, clean life He died on the cross for mine and your sins And our faith in that finished work Our faith in that finished work Causes us to be sons of God So, walking back through these few verses Jesus said I didn't say it Jesus said it's a narrow way we've often talked about the Christianity that Christianity will always be small in the eyes of everybody else now it's our goal as Christians to be disciples Jesus said that too go and make disciples and we try to we, buy, we try to be a lighthouse in this community. We want to do that. And, and there's some other things coming. We're going to do some little visiting that we haven't been doing before. And I'll, we'll share that with you next week. But <clears throat> there's, we need to remember it's a narrow way. Jesus also said, So then you will know them by their fruits. By what they produce. I added to it, gospel according to Bill, it's knowing the word and believing the word and how you live. And how you live. We need to be careful in how we live. We're walking testimonies. Velta and I used to, when we were in the youth, I don't know what happens in the youth today, but but when 65,000 of them gather in, in Atlanta and give over a million dollars to translation of scripture they're not all bad yeah. and things are really really good but the little chorus we used to sing sometime is uh, very simple what you are speak so loud that the world can't hear what you're saying They're looking at your walk, not listening to your talk. They're judging from your actions every day. We don't talk about testimony too much anymore. But every one of us is a living witness for the Lord or against the Lord. It's that plain and simple. It's not what you say. It's how you walk the walk and God help us to walk the walk now the last few verses in this chapter and and we close it as as the sermon on the mount in verse 24 he said therefore everyone who hears the words of mine and acts on them let's read that again Everyone who hears the words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, fell. the bloods, floods came, the winds blew, and it slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew, slammed against the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Anyone that does any building at all or knows anything about construction knows that the primary part of any building is a foundation. These skyscrapers that are so many feet in the air are so many feet in the ground with their foundations. It's just that way. And when the trials of life come, when the hard things of life come, if they're based, if your faith is based on the word of God and all these things that we've just talked about, you can stand. You can stand. Um, A few months ago, Belt and I were in the hospital visiting Bob Penninger and uh, we had to stay out in the hall a while because they were working on him for lack of a better word but when we were allowed to go in and we talked to Bob and he's I said how you feeling he said I'm feeling better they had just drawn a lot of fluid off his lung and and the word we had was that they were just days from removing some toes and maybe something else. And we talked with Bob and and a little bit and he said he was good. And we prayed with him and we left. The next day we were told, we we went and checked on Bob he had decided that he was through with dialysis didn't want to have the surgery didn't want to have anything else done the man's faith was built on the rock you hear me when you're looking at death's door knowing that within a few days he would be in glory his faith was on the rock his foundation what this book said Bob believed <clears throat> I've talked I have thought a lot about that where would I be what would I do you know we <laughs> somebody says they want to know about the end of life I'm not so sure I do <laughs> I think I'd just rather take it like it comes but Bob made a decision a conscious decision he was through with all the pain that he'd been through and he was trusting his faith on the rock it wasn't on shifting sand it was on the rock and it makes a difference how we live how we act where we are <clears throat> as parents and grandparents our major responsibility in this life is to know that our children and our grandchildren know Jesus in the forgiveness of sin that's where you start you have to know beyond a doubt that they're in the fold It makes a difference when you lay your head on your pillow at night. That's where I do a lot of my praying, right before I go to sleep. And I apologize to the Lord. Sometimes I've gone to sleep talking to him, or I hadn't finished. (laughs) But that's where we are. Verse 28. When Jesus had finished these words the crowds were amazed at his teaching for he was teaching them as one as one having authority not as the scribes The multitudes right before we get to chapter 5 there were many people following him he had done some miracles and there were many people following him and this says the multitude I don't know who it is but they were amazed the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he has was teaching as one who had authority turn with me if you will to John the gospel of John just to the right chapter 12 Of the Gospel of John. You with me? Chapter Twelve. Let's look at verse forty four and following. John, Chapter Twelve, verse forty four. again this is jesus talking he believes in me does not believe in me but in him who sent me if your bible's like mine he and me are capitalized because he's talking about deity let's read it again he who believes in me does not believe in me but in him who sent me He who sees me sees the one who sent me. I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my saying and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who, as one who has judged him. The word I spoke is what will judge him in the last day. For I did not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me. He has given me a commandment as to what to say and to what to speak. Therefore, that his commandment is eternal life. Therefore, the things I speak, I speak just as the Father told me. So, when you lay that on the top of what we just read, do good unto others, but it's a narrow way. We need to be careful who we follow. We need to look at some, some, uh, some fruit. And we need to be in the Word so we'll know when we see heresy and when we see things that are wrong. We need to build our house on the rock. The rock is Jesus. Our faith will stand the test of time and test of Everything. If we're built on the rock I've told you before I'm I don't have a Facebook page but Belta does so I creep that's what she calls me (laughs) I look at what what her Facebook does and if it's any indication of our world we got a lot of people who don't know what they believe or how they believe it because their faith is not based on the rock. Every little thing shakes them to the core. Not like Bob Penninger who had his faith in Jesus and could look death in the face and says, I'm okay. But let's look back at verse 48 in this chapter in, verse, in, uh, in John. He who rejects me and does not receive my sayings as one who judges him, the word I spoke is what will judge him on the last day. <laughs> We're judging ourselves because the word that Jesus spoke is going to judge us in the last day. I love you. I appreciate you. And we got some work to do. We got some work to do. Oh, I'm late. Well... We'll pick up a little bit next week and we'll go we'll go further. Maybe we'll get into uh, chapter eight next week we'll be our interview. Okay. Thank you. God bless.